Hey everyone, Sean and Dave here from Saturday Morning Cartoons. We need to thank the following amazing people for going to our Patreon account and supporting this show. So a huge thank you to John Helter, Jack Connolly, Derek Haynes, Alex Kazanis, Jarmaine Myrick, Carson Clark, Allison Keane, Dr. Jason Woods, the wonderful Melanie Harker, the incomparable Sean Paul Ellis. Oh, and the phenomenal David Trumbor. Uh, thank you so much. Now, you guys might wonder why we are thanking ourselves and some familiar names of the podcast. It's because we want you to know that we not only appreciate your uh, donations to the podcast here, but we are actually putting in our hard-earned dollars as well. So to give you guys an idea of what you can actually get for some of these monthly contributions through Patreon, if you can't contribute any money whatsoever, we would love it if you guys would just visit patreon.com slash Saturday Morning Cartoons, remember that's morning with a U, and just share that link out among your social media uh, pages. That would help us out a lot and just get the word out there. If you do want to kick in a couple of bucks, you get some cool stuff back in return. So you may not know that we send out a monthly newsletter that not only tells people about upcoming news that we have going on, and we've definitely got some cool stuff coming in the next couple of months here for you. But we'll also announce the upcoming list of shows that we're going to be covering. So if there's a cartoon out there that you actually like, you're going to get to hear about it in the monthly newsletter. Other than that, you also get special uh, thank yous in the newsletter. You get a special shout out like this one right here in each and every episode. You can get early access to weekly episodes, and you can also get access to our special behind-the-scenes rambling between Sean and myself. Oh, boy. Yeah, there's some gems in there, so you're going to want to check that out. Again, head on over to patreon.com slash Cartoons to do so, and thank you so much to everyone who is a current patron. Thank you to our patrons. Thank you so much for listening, and now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the weekly podcast that revisits, reviews, and ridicules some of the world's weirdest animated series. Coming to you from the town of Pickford, I'll be your co-host by mistake, Dave Trumbor. (laughs) Yeah, it's not good. Joining me as always, it's our wise-cracking trumpet-playing friend, Sean Paul Ellis. How's it going, buddy? Ah, David, David, David. I'm doing well, buddy. How about yourself? I'm not great tonight. I'm not not great. I had high hopes for Canadian (laughs) cartoon months. We're struggling across the finish line here. You know, you, you oh, try, you, you, you put yourself out there and you try yep. these things. Hey. And sometimes it doesn't work out. But <laughs> Correct. In the, I mean, you know, nothing, nothing, you know, lost, nothing gained. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Except the problem exactly. is you Is that the idea? Ag- nothing ventured, nothing gained? Yeah, I think so. Oh. Venture Brothers, I think, created that. I have no idea what idiom I just said. I feel like a real idiot now. Oh, good. I feel like an idiom sometimes too. So oh, okay. you've had this like... Uh, hope and this positive speech for me in the past where it's like hey it's fine bud you had a great idea and we suffered mightily for it but it's all <laughs> fine in the end and we'll learn from it for next time but i never learned and i keep foisting these terrible things upon you but, uh, but uh, I, so yeah but i mean at the same time you know we you know we we tried this out and and again you know we Look, there are a lot of cartoons that are out there, and there are a lot of bad cartoons that were out there, and oh, yeah. it's kind of the job for this podcast is to, to watch and check these things out. And so if it is bad, great. You know, if, if there's something that's in there that's a surprise to us, holy shit, you know, that's, that's magic. That's really magical for us because then we've had an opportunity to kind of open up and unlock this entire new world of cartoons that we had no idea about. Tonight is not one of those nights, gang. Not one of those nights. It's a little magical. We found some magic within this. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
It's not any magic that you want, I don't think. Well, I mean, you know. I mean, it could be. To each their it's, own, it could be. It's kind of an interesting uh, plot. Yeah, and we'll totally get into that, because I think they had a cool idea, and then everything went south. <laughs> so we'll, we'll talk about that. But for people who don't know, we're, of course, talking Monster by Mistake tonight. <laughs> Canadian cartoon, obviously. Uh, who was this recommended to uh, This us is by? Uh, from Andrew uh, McLeod. Nice. Thanks, Andrew. Uh, from uh, one of our Facebook listeners. He's, he's recommended a bunch of cartoons that we've had mm-hmm. so far. Uh, Monster by Mistake was one of the, the cartoons that came from him that we had never... I had never heard of this. He had like an entire bunch of, of uh, Canadian cartoons that he had recommended that we check out. And this is one that I had zero exposure to. So good on you feel, for finding yeah. something that I have not heard of yet. Yeah, and I feel like that's probably the same for a lot of our listeners here in the States. So, Sean, if you want to give folks a little bit of history that'll uh, introduce them to this crazy show. Everyone, Monster by Mistake is a Canadian CGI animated series that aired on YTV from 1996 to 2003. The series was created by Mark Mayerson of Catapult Productions based on the children's book series of the same name and co-produced with CCI Entertainment in Toronto, Canada. The two companies partnered in Studio 345, a computer animation and former Sears catalog production facility for the production of the show, which was made using Houdini software. I feel like all three of those companies are, if not bankrupt and defunct, on their way to being so, all because of this show. It's Sears? Ooh, Sears is probably hanging in. What are you doing, Sears? Come on. Sears, what are you up to? You and your craftsmen. Ugh. Ugh. So, Monster by Mistake. You can probably figure out a lot of the plot just from the name of the title, but if you want to know a little bit more, here's the synopsis. So, Monster by Mistake is about Warren, an eight-year-old who accidentally gets mixed up in a magic spell. Every time he sneezes, he turns into a seven-foot-tall blue monster. His sister Tracy is the guardian of the magic jewel and book of spells that are the cause of Warren's problem. Together with their friend Johnny, a ghost who lives in their attic, they try to protect Warren's secret and prevent the book and jewel from falling into the wrong hands. So. I mean, from the outset, that sounds like a cool premise for like a younger skewing kids program, right? It's like this little kid, every time he sneezes, he turns into a monster. It's kind of like, for me, it was like the premise of Turbo Teen and My Pet Monster like mashed up into a cartoon. Right. It's probably not the best sell, but it's not as body horror scary as (laughs) turning yourself into a car. Correct. Uh, But it's, it's not, it's not as severe as, and crazy as something else. It's, it's kind of common, you know, we, we all grew up at some point with, you know, tales about monsters and and things under your bed. And so, hey, to have a a monster that is kind of fun loving, um, but also like seven foot tall and blue and he's threatening, but he's really kind of just a a big goofball. Yeah, and he gets stuff done. Yeah. You know, it's... The premise is is good. (laughs) And I guess that's why the books probably did well. It's weird. In the Wikipedia, I edited this out, but I'm going to say it now. Anyway, in the wiki, it said something about like a series of children's hospital drama books. Yeah. I don't know if that was just like a weird typo or what. I don't know what that means. So Canadian listeners, if that makes sense to you, if these were like children's books specifically made for kids in a hospital, I have no idea what that means. Yeah. Uh, any, anything that we can watch that seems like it has imagination as the focus of whatever the plot or the Mm. idea is, I think is always fun and interesting because shit, I'll say this. 
Had I been able to sneeze as a kid and turn into a monster, that would have been a pretty cool thing for me to be able to do. I, I, I like, I'm not a host, I'm not a Canadian hospital drama book, but at the same time, like, this is this is relatively interesting for me to hear about. Everything on paper so far, in terms of what we are learning about, yeah, I'm I'm in. I like. Let me it. ask. Let me ask you this though. What's up? What What is your normal sneeze pattern? Okay, I have so much to dig into this. Yeah, right, everybody has one. So. Yeah, my sneeze pattern is is I will sometimes do one really, really loud sneeze that almost feels like it shakes me like to the core. Like feels like you're turning being. into a monster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Where like it feels like my, my lungs are going to come out of my body. Okay. And then I have what I consider, and that's very rare. I feel like that's like an allergy thing where I'm outside and there's some pollen and shit. Typically, what will happen is I will have like the two, possibly three success, like sneezes in succession mm-hmm. where I'm just like, that seems more normal to me. Yeah. So you'd say commonly it's two, less common three, and then rarely a one powerful one. Yeah, I'd say that's accurate. That's pretty much the same for me. Like it's usually it, 90 some percent of the time I'd say it's two. So it's a one and then a second or two break and then a follow up. Right. Rarely a three, rarely just a one, and, and that's it. I feel like it's probably that way for a lot of people, but you and I wouldn't have been great monsters. We would have just spontaneously monstered out, and then a second later just gone back to normal, and everybody would have been like, what the hell just happened? Why is your desk across the room? What? Why is there a hole in the ceiling? Why are you sneezing so many times? How come you keep magically changing from seven feet down to six foot, to seven foot, to six oh, foot, yeah. back Oh, yeah, like one foot. of those poor Guinness Book Records people who's oh, just God. continuously, that's got to be exhausting. Had stretching your body from like normal eight-year-old Canadian kid size to seven-foot-tall monster, that's got to be exhausting. I mean, he's got to be eating like constantly. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. That's the thing that you're concerned about is this kid's nutrition? Yeah, just, just nutritional, <laughs> you know, his dietary plans. I mean, does he live near, a, is he in a food desert? Like what's his accessibility to fresh be. fruit and vegetables? Like these are things that I'm not concerned about for, for Warren. For Warren. For I don't, Warren. do they have a last name? I have no idea. I think they're in the town of Pickford and they're Warren and Tracy and that's it. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Oh, yeah, yeah, Patterson, Patterson. Sorry, yeah, it's, it's literally Patterson. staring me in the face. Yeah. I, I, I paused the, uh, the, the end credits just to make oh, sure that I actually had all of the people's names. I could not get through that faster than I could not. It was like last week. I stayed, or two weeks ago, I stayed and listened to the end, 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 end until everything ended. This week, I was just like, we're done. We're done here. <laughs> <laughs> but let's, let's talk about that because I did listen to the outro theme song for a bit just to make sure it wasn't different. But what about our intro theme song? So our intro theme song, and this is very, very bizarre. This became an earworm for me mm-hmm. and it, it has gotten lodged in my brain and I can't for the Sneeze life of me, I can't, yeah, I can, I cannot expel this from my body sometimes fast enough. Uh, I, guys, I've said this before. It's got horns in it. It's got horns. It's catchy. It's upbeat. This sounds like if there, if I knew any notable Canadian ska bands, I would assume that this group in the mid '90s for a third wave Canadian ska group was just like whatever Canada's version of Real Big Fish is. I'm sure probably did this theme song at some point, and then just they were just like, "Hey, don't don't worry about singing. Uh, we're just gonna have some eight year old kid." Just kind of do a, a bad B fifty twos impression. Oh no, uh, we're gonna have a thirty time. year old. We're gonna have a thirty year old woman do her eight year old kid voice singing. Oh god, as this character. 
it look the, the theme <laughs> hey. song was actually my favorite part of the show <laughs> this is my favorite part of this whole experience was it the favorite part where the 30 year old woman acting like an eight-year-old boy did like her fred schneider impression from b52s no, that was irritating the, was the so voice irritating. throughout was irritating the lyrics are out were irritating, but there's a f- super fun non sequitur that we'll talk about in a second that I absolutely love and I cannot get out of my head. <laughs> and I just walk around the house saying it and never following up on it. Um, so, so the beginning of it, I like the fact that we've, we've talked about a number of different approaches to theme songs in the past, right? You can have a roll call to tell all the, all the characters. You can just have an instrumental that's just like got a good hook and sets the tone for, you know, if it's going to be an action adventure series or if it's going to be more dramatic or romantic or whatever. You can have a clip show where it's either clips from existing material or they made new animation that you never see in the show itself. This one, this one is more like exposition. It'll tell you the story right up front. So if you've never seen an episode before, it catches you up on the basis of the story in the first two verses. And then it goes somewhere completely different. So tell me about the first two verses and it'll wrap up kind of our synopsis again. Sure. So you, you, you find out from these first two verses that uh there is a like a a gorgle yeah his name's like his name's gorgle i think he's yeah like a Gor- little gorgle yeah yeah he's a he's like a little little creature and he has kind of put a, a spell on our buddy warren so that- or he he tricks him into uh th- so this gorgle he's got a crystal and he's got a book of spells right and when you use them together they have to be used together, I guess. Um, then magic happens. That's where the magic comes from. So he tricks Warren. Go ahead. Uh, he tricks him into um, in, into this into a spell, right? Yeah, he like reads a spell. We we couldn't find the pilot. I really wanted to watch the pilot. But yeah. This theme song kind of sums everything up in a really irritating way to explain how he got his power. So yeah, he's he says this spell, the magic happens, and now every time Warren sneezes, he turns into this monster. Right, a monster by mistake, and they say that a bunch of times. And and it turns out that his sister is also very uh, adept and skilled at being able to read the spells that are in the book. Sure, uh, somewhat uh, adept, and she has the crystal. So they have these two items that could potentially turn Warren into a non-sneezing monster. Right, uh, and so she is working really hard to be able to make this happen, and uh, you know, to to reverse the the spell that's been put on her brother. And so, but she's kind of getting the hang of it. Like she's, yeah. she's learning. Look, guys, she's learning fucking magic. It's she's not like, like she's got kid. a, yeah. yeah, she doesn't have like a dummy's guide no. to learning black magic with a crystal in a book. From a, this from is, a goblin sorcerer of another dimension or something. <laughs> yeah, right. it's like, this is uncharted see, okay. territory for her. Yeah, exactly. And everyone else involved, which is exactly my point. Like, this is why the next line of this song makes me laugh every single time. Cause what is it, man? Cause I well, love hold it. on. So I'm setting it up again. So you've, you've listened to these two verses. And if it's your first time watching the show, it's like, okay, cool. I understand the conceit. Now we've got like normal kids, <clears throat> but they've got this like magic. It turns one kid into the monster and the sister is trying to cure him. Like, okay, cool. In my head, I'm like, that's it. That's the show. Probably not a whole lot of other wacky stuff going on. Mm-mm. Definitely not going to have any other like, crazy curveballs thrown at me Mm-mm. in the next Curve second. Ball coming. All of a sudden, after hearing Monster by Mistake three, four, five times, out of nowhere, the singer just goes, I'm going to tell you about Johnny the Ghost. And it just comes out of left field. And it cracks me up every single time. Because it's almost like they were bored with the story they were telling. And then they're like, you know what? I'm going to tell you about Johnny the Ghost. <laughs> what is, where did this dude come from? He's got nothing to do with the story. He just lives in their attic and plays the trumpet. 
which makes you, which leads you to believe that could this have just been a a brother sister combo who is friends with a ghost, who go on Casper the Casper adventures, Casper esque style adventures with mm-hmm. everybody, uh, and have fun. Or is this something where they were like, the only reason that now Johnny the Ghost could talk to them is because Warren turns into a monster? Look, between, between One Piece's, uh, he's made a rubber. How did that happen? Yo, ho, ho, he took a bite of gum gum. Between that and this line from the lyric, like, I've never laughed harder at a dang theme song for completely <laughs> different reasons. They're just, such, they're just such bonkers things. And I'll never forget it. And I hate that that's true. Um... <laughs> What else about this intro, though? So we, we kind of get the introduction to the characters. We also get an introduction to the horrendous animation on display in this thing. Oh. And this is, I think, the, the, one of the main things we're going to be picking on in this show tonight. I mean, should we, do we want to move over into art style? We can. I think the last thing I want to say, uh, there is an outro for the song, and it's just an instrumental version of, of the theme, which is fine. It's actually yeah, not it's bad because it's got those horns. It's got a good hook to it, like Sean said, and the horn section, like he said. Um, that's actually fun. And I, I, it unfortunately doesn't say, let's talk about Johnny the Ghost, but uh, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I like that you see Johnny the Ghost and Warren like playing the trumpet yeah. at like some point. Like they're, I, I, I don't know why that's a thing that's in this show. I don't know. I'm okay what, with that. I, I don't know what came first, the, the chi- in chicken of the egg terms for this. Like, yeah. were they just like, we have a Canadian ska band. It's the only one that's in existence. Right. Let's Put use them in the theme the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and let's and let's just make a bunch of like horn work for this too. Like, who knows? You know, or was this something that was actually in the the children's book where? Yeah, I'm, Johnny I'm the Ghost was it. just playing instruments all the time. I'm gonna guess. I wonder if uh, I'd like to know Warren's path to playing the trumpet. Like, did the monster know how to play the trumpet, and Warren just picked it up later? Did Warren know how to play the trumpet, and the monster had to learn? Are That's both of them equally adept at playing the trumpet? I'm really just looking for things to talk about other than the terrible show we watched tonight. Uh, we're doing it again. We're doing it again. We're circling the drain. We're circling the drain instead let's, of actually talking about this cartoon. Let's but let's get, get into way. art style. Golly. This art style and direction for this show. Dave, what are Let you me, thinking? Because I feel like you have strong opinions on oh, it. Oh, I got opinions. Let me ask you this. If you were to watch this without any background information, having seen Reboot, would you think it came before or after Reboot? Would you think it came three years after Reboot or 300 years before it well this is a loaded question because you've clearly given me the answer at this point i would have thought that this was something that came like as like a beta prototype software yeah. from maybe the late 80s at some point i clearly would not have thought that this came several years after the television show reboot yeah Ooh, because this, this animation it, is bad. It's real bad. I mean, they don't even put the good stuff on display in that theme song. There are creatures literally just scooting across the stage without moving their legs. <laughs> They're just like on ice, just, just from one side to the other. The stair sequences are one of the most horrific things I've ever seen. They just spider their way right up the steps. We had a scene in our episode that we watched for tonight where the sister, um, Tracy. Tracy, gets out of a bus and it looked like her spine was ready to break. She looked like it was, she was made of glass, and if she had moved in any other direction, her body would have just shattered. There are so many times where you're just like, whoa, they're really pushing the limits of the armatures here because it looks like they're about, they're about to just go like wacky-armed, waving, inflatable man, whatever they're called. Uh, I, my, main, my main problem, my main problem, 
get in. You're it. looking at me right now on camera, right? Yeah. I know you on the audio podcast, you can't see this. You look like on a my, property brother. You I look, look like, like a property brother. Pro- you look like one of the property brothers. Totally fine. Because why? The property brothers, who are my, my triplets, have roughly oval shaped eyes that are laid out on a horizontal axis. Sure. Like a human being. Yeah. The creatures on this show, who are supposed to be human beings, have vertical oval eyes it's one of the weirdest designs i think i've ever seen in a show and they stick with it for everybody except i think like the bully i think warren uh yeah billy, warren, whatever his name was yeah uh, yeah yeah billy 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 um, castleman yeah yeah he actually had what looked like uh kind of like an like a top part or like a brow that was kind of moving over top of everything it was it was slightly interesting he looked like he had regular shaped eyes yeah it's just the orientation of him i think that's the issue for me it's like, I'm used to having like, you know, I'm used to seeing people with normal eyes. When you turn them and that they're vertical, and then when you blink, it's, I don't know, it's really disturbing. The, the other thing that is so challenging about these eyes, because you're, you're 100% right, this is the first thing that you see for these people, is uh, their, their actual like eyelashes and like the top part of their eye. On some people, they are like very brightly colored, which is fine. It doesn't matter. But the fact that like it's coming down halfway down this yes. giant oval, it, you, you, like it's you very get, obvious and apparent, like, and it's you so get distracting. One third of an eye that's actually like the whites with like an iris, and then the rest of it is like a cut, like a lampshade <laughs> over time, and you have no idea why they're doing this. I don't know who decided to make that that design choice. I don't know why they thought it was cool. It looks awful. And if you if you guys follow on uh, Morning Tunes on Twitter, remember yep. that's Morning with a U. You're going to have to go back a couple weeks at this point, but maybe we'll, we'll put it up again. I made a GIF of uh, Tracy from this episode. She's just like looking up at someone and thanking them, but her eyes blink like out of succession like a chameleon. And it's one of the most disturbing things probably from this show. It's just bad. The, the movements are bad. None of the clothes or hair moves. It looks like early, like you said, it looks like early like alpha testing of a animation software or something. It looks like something you'd mock up as like concept art and just be like, this is kind of the rough idea of what we want to do after about a couple million dollars more polish we'll we'll actually have normal looking faces <laughs> hair that moves it just looked way budget uh, like way budget it was uncomfortably geometric at certain part like at, points. yeah at points it looked like it was devolving into like an 80s <laughs> dire straits video or something yep. like it looked like they were just gonna polygon out and just <laughs> Just they were like money for nothing chicks for free and you're yeah, like what is going on right no, now it's real strange to hear the two kids sing that song <laughs> the the thing that struck me aside from the eyes and the the inability to get two eyes to blink at the same time in succession which i'm sorry if you if you've ever seen somebody blink like differently our, our body our body is conditioned like our muscles are conditioned in our face to blink at the same time that's how that works but if you see somebody's eyes like left eye blinks, then the right eye. You think that maybe they're trying to signal to you that like something's gone horribly wrong and that you need to leave your location yeah. immediately. Yeah. Or maybe they're oddly flirting with you. I'm not sure how these things work. But Maybe they're flirting with two different people on two different sides of the room. <laughs> and they're trying to, at the same time. You get the left wing, you get the right wing. But it, it's the final uncomfortable thing that I noticed with a lot of these characters. Dave, I don't know if you saw this or not, but uh, they'd when they were talking and they'd have their hands up like near their face, they would move their wrists in a, in a manner yeah. back and then up. Which <laughs> their bones I'm, would just disappear tr- for minutes at a time. 
<laughs> like I'm trying to do this for Dave right I now. Know. That worked. And I know nobody else can see it, but it hurts my wrist. Like yeah. it's it's so uncomfortable. You still got bones. Yeah. <laughs> Get rid of your bones. You'll be fine. I, it's like I have no look, idea. Look, <laughs> the show. I'm totally on board with the magic goblin crystal and the book of spells and the turning into a monster when you sneeze. Totally fine with all that. I'm even okay with Johnny the Ghost because why not? You introduced him in the theme song. Let's talk about it. I would have preferred this would be like a traditional either hand-drawn or, my God, even like a live action at this point if you wanted to do that. But like, are you telling me this is the best you can do? Canada? 1996 is the best you got? Even Johnny Quest's CG was better than this at this point. And it's, it's challenging, too, because, you know, we, we've, we've talked about this before where, you know, sometimes with hand-drawn animation, is that, is da- hand-drawn animation, as Dave has mentioned, where they will find those keyframes, right. you know, and then they will flesh everything out, yeah. and they'll build it so it seems like it's an actual fluid movement. In this, it looks like they did the rigging for the characters in a way that was unnatural, because they would have to rig them, being the fact that this is CGI. Yeah. And then the textures... Are, are are very like at least they have some shadow on it and i, I don't yeah, know why i'm kind of super basic but they're, they're like play-doh yeah they they do they look 100 percent like play-doh molds just kind of rolled over top like like if you have cake fondant you know that you like <laughs> you, you paint over, over a skeleton just, <laughs> and like that's it look if um, you're listening at home grab the nearest skeleton grab a bucket <laughs> of cake fondant pour it over it congratulations You've just made a character from Monster by Mistake. You've mistakenly made monsters by mistake in your house. Now get rid of it. Now definitely uh, get rid of that skeleton because it's probably going to implicate you in some wrongdoing. But, but the challenge is, is that like once they have that rigging and once they, they have whatever that keyframe is, yeah. they, like you said, like they just make, they make characters then at some point where they could have animated it walking. They just scoot. They just scoot they across just the room. They just slide. They slide like, them across the room. They what? don't even move. Yeah, that'd be cool if it was Gumby. You know, and there were sure, times when where, he like, actually characters, skated. Yeah, where they would just like skate or kind of like zoom across. But everything. even that was like claymation. They still had yes. to physically move the characters. You guys have computers. <sighs> I know they're only like 1996, dude. You're getting the Dell computers, but like, <laughs> let's put something together. I'm wondering though if it was just like they're like, this is what we got, and this is the best we can do at the time. So let's make the story worth it. <laughs> yeah. You know what's incredible, too, is that the software package that we mentioned, which is weird that we would mention and have something in here, mm-hmm. you guys should know that uh, people still use uh, Houdini. Do they? It's okay. still a software package that's out there. Has Maybe, it gotten better? Uh, it's gotten drastically better. Okay, it, it, you know, it, it's, you know, you've got contemporaries or, or competitors that would be like uh, 3D Max or sure. Maya, different things like that that are, are probably used. And so... Um, it, it still is in existence, which is crazy to think. I would love if somebody, somebody who knew how to use Houdini would actually redo this show in That'd a be way, cool. because you know what, I'll be honest with you. It and, might be and a this, berserk situation though. You know what? And that's fine. But I'll, I'll be honest with you. Looking at the monster that we have for Warren, there were moments where I honestly thought monsters Inc. Sully. Mm, yeah. And if you could have that kind of texture and that kind of warmth in that kind of a, a genuinely approachable monster in that sense like i can't tell you how like that would go leaps and bounds in terms of me wanting to watch this show and see that character interact with other people it's insane to me that none of the pixar shows with the exception of what like planes which was a spinoff from cars yeah none of the pixar shows have animated series 
There's like DreamWorks has uh, How to Train Your Dragon. They have an excellent uh, dragon series that's been on for like seven years. Um, Disney obviously made a mint making uh, animated series back in the day, and they continue to do so. Pixar, I don't think, has any animated series. There's nothing. Even if you're not going to go traditional CG, which you can today for about the same price or probably cheaper than traditional animation, but like nothing from Monsters, nothing from Toy Story, any of the other ones that they made. And I don't get it, personally. But I guess I just don't want to go in that route. I mean, I have no idea. I mean, maybe it's... They have the assets. Everything's available to them, but... Yeah, and it's their IP. I don't know why they wouldn't... I don't know. I don't get it. But... I digress. Neither here nor there, because this is not Monsters, Inc. the series, unfortunately. This is Monster <laughs> this by Mistake. Is monster by Mistake. Oh, but speaking of, speaking of Monster by Mistake, mm-hmm. we, can't be, we can't mistake some of these wonderful characters that Awful. are in this show. Shut it down. <laughs> hey, let me ask you a question. When sure. you're normal Sean, human Sean, yeah. vertical, vertical-eyed, normal human Sean, you, this is your Sean voice, right? Sure. Yeah, that's your normal voice. When you turn into a seven-foot-tall blue monster, does your voice change, or do you keep the same voice? Still the same voice, friend. Okay, so seven-foot-tall frame, a lot of physiological changes. Sure. But same, same voice. Oh, also, uh, nothing has happened to my clothing, my, oh. my, my Play-Doh or cake fondant shirt and pants <laughs> that are like, on my body. I want to just... say, say that the skeleton of this child this is weird. I feel like the kid is still... No, like, he's do just, it. He's encased in like a big fur suit, right? So okay. the clothes are still under the fur, maybe? The kid okay. uh, is still in there, maybe? And then when he goes back, I don't know, back into the clothes? Where's all the fur go? I don't know. It's magic. I mean, I, that's, the, that's, that's the whole, I think, you know... That's the whole idea that this show is trying to yeah. the posit I'm, I'm is that there's magic in this. Like and there's totally magic fine. in the world. And that's that's cool. Yeah, it's, I'm not trying to like science this thing apart because I don't care that much. But like I, it's just magic and that's fine. Yeah. But the things like you could have just paid a dude, you know, get one of the adults to come in and just maybe voice the monster, maybe growl a little bit, call up Frank Welker, whatever. Don't have an eight year old voice the monster and the kid at the same time. It's just really it is, disturbing. It's it's a little bit weird because yeah. this this monster is like we've said, seven feet tall. He's huge. He kind of looks like a poorly rendered Sully from yes. Monsters, Inc., you know, with a lot of blue cake fondant Play-Doh smashed all over his body. But then all of a sudden to have like, hey, it's me, I'm a monster. And you're like, yeah, no. no, you're not. Like, no, you're a child. You're, no, you're just, you're, you're a 30-year-old woman who's voicing an eight-year-old kid. Yeah, it's not good. I love that the wiki description of Warren Patterson, uh, protagonist of the show, who turns into a titular blue monster whenever he expectorates after having been cursed by Gorgul. I don't know who wrote this, but you need to calm down. <laughs> um, can, you, can you think of anything other that, like, distinguishable about Warren other than his really weird howdy-doody blonde haircut? I can't get over the friggin' eyes, dude. But the the eyes and the fact that he's got like a little he's got like a weird kind of bump in front of him. Like he's I, got like I a actually, weird little I like felt, CGI gut. I don't I know felt what it is. Weird looking at these kids even. I didn't <laughs> it just didn't feel right. <laughs> Couldn't do it. Um no, there's nothing about Warren's personality really that sticks out. He seems like a good kid. He seems fine. He's like playing the trumpet with a ghost in the beginning. Um he seems willing to kind of suffer this curse if it helps his family or if it helps him out um i'm not saying that he's like heroic yeah he's kind of heroic at times but it's usually like the issues the problems that they get into he has to hulk out 
in order to save the day. So I don't know if he has to stop a city bus from running down or driving down the street, he'll just like turn into a monster and grab its bumper and grind it to a halt. Yeah. Like stuff like that. He's, he's fine. He's sort of heroic, but then he's just kind of milk toast for the rest of it. He doesn't really do anything that's like interesting or makes him stand out as a character. It's more his sister who seems to be more assertive and to kind of like take the reins whenever she's older. So it makes sense, but she takes the reins whenever like the story has to go somewhere. Otherwise Warren's just going to play his trumpet with a ghost in his bedroom. It's going to be a weird house. I think the challenging thing that you've kind of talked around, Dave, is that the most interesting, if the most interesting thing about your lead character is that he's cursed. Yeah. That's a boring lead he's character. He's a cursed child. Well, <laughs> it worked pretty well for Harry Potter, but. Uh, oh, well, he was also a wizard. Turns out Harry Potter based on monster by mistake. Stop it. <laughs> shut it. I'm going to shut this down. Shut that down. Shut this down. All right, so we talked about the sister Tracy. Yeah, Tracy's, uh, Tracy's fine. Again, she's fine. Very hard to look at because of the inability to blink correctly. Oh my God, with your wonky <laughs> eyes, Tracy. You want to you wanna talk about Johnny? Johnny the ghost! Okay, so his technical name is Johnny Be Dead, which... Shut. A whole nother thing. Fuck. <laughs> He's a wisecracking trumpet-playing ghost. He assists the siblings in their misadventures secretly lives in the Patterson's attic. So I don't, I don't know what Johnny's deal is. I don't know if he was just like a dead jazz crooner living in their attic and he died up there and his like body's still, who knows? I have no idea. Johnny's around and he hangs out with the kids. Kids seem totally cool with him, but Johnny can go visible or invisible as he wants to. So he usually right. accompanies the kids, goes invisible when they need to save a couple of bucks on the CG budget. And then the adults around can't see him. So he can still talk and sometimes the adults can hear him, which confuses them briefly. But really, all the adults in this town are super stupid as well. So they just kind of like, meh, just hearing voices, probably totally fine. Johnny, Johnny's fine. He's kind of comedic sidekick, but he's also kind of like this weird, like pseudo adult. He kind of like is a surrogate parent for these kids as they're going off on their adventures. And he, but at the same time, he's like an enabler. You know, it's like if this door is locked and the kids are not supposed to be in there, he's like, oh, let me fix that for you. And he just like goes in and ghosts the lock open. And he's like, come on in and trespass, children. So (laughs) I don't know what Johnny's up to. It's I think you're I think you're right in saying that, you know, he acts like a a parent, but it's I wouldn't say it's a parent. It's maybe like a cool older brother. Yes, I think you. Yeah, that's that's a better uh, definition, better explanation. Yeah. So yeah, you know he, he, he wants them to get in trouble and he wants them to do things that maybe they shouldn't really be doing. Yeah. Right. Ugh. Like playing trumpets with ghosts in the middle of the night. Uh, we it's, don't get to see Gorgul at all, but apparently he's a sorcerer and a would-be ruler of Fenrath. Uh, but he's trapped <laughs> in a ball, apparently. I don't really know what's going on with Gorgul. Oh boy. Yeah, boy. So we, we got. Uh, you want to talk Billy Castleman? <laughs> yeah, we got Billy Castleman. He's the only character in this entire show with normal eyes. But. But a but a weird haircut. What? His skin his skin looks like he's dead. His skin looks like it's gonna fall off. He's got like yeah. a gray pallor to his skin, like a walking zombie. Yeah, I don't know if this is something where they were trying to to change this up in order to. I mean, let's be honest. There's zero diversity in this show, oh, yeah. except for a dead guy and a blue hulking creature <laughs> that wanders with, around randomly. With eye problems. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so everybody else in this show is white, and so this this very easily could have been a way for them to kind of try to distinguish like because if you're putting all these characters like oh, next to each sure. other in a lineup yeah. you know you it's it's just like okay the, this is a group of 
And because this is all CGI, this is a group of pink human beings. <laughs> I'll give you, you distinguish. Know, that are uncomfortable to look at. Yes, I'll give you. I'll give you uh, distinguish, but I won't say diversity. I don't think they had any care about diversity at this point. I no, no, I'm, about... I'm not. I'm definitely not saying there was yeah. any diversity. I right. think that what they did was they 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 tried to do like a slightly different skin tone. They <laughs> basically a gave him like these... like jaundice at <sighs> this point, and we're just like, hey, th- this kid's got the jaundice. They're He's like, a bully. Hey, so- so we've got these creepy, unblinking kids that are pink right now. What if we put in a normal-eyed human being, but what if we make him look like he's got flesh-eating bacteria? And you're Cut. just like, Print. you know what? Yeah, whatever. Just make it happen, Canada. <laughs> what the hell whatever, are you we got, thinking with we this? We got 50 bucks an episode to make oh. this show. So we, any, any other main characters you can think? We've got a handful of Not, supporting characters Yeah, in there's some episode. adults. I think the only important thing about Billy is that he's kind of the one. This is what reminded me of uh, My Pet Monster. He's the one kid who sees oh, the yeah. monster all the time, wants to expose him, knows that it's Warren, and keeps trying to get him caught. So he's kind of like the jerk kid that not only picks on Warren when he's in human form, but he's also trying to get him caught in like monster form. So right. he's basically a jerk left, right, and center. So yeah. whatever happens to him happens. It's fine. So we we have a, a couple other people that come into this episode. Yeah. We have uh, a woman in the in the museum that we'll talk about. Her name is Miss Gish. Yep. Again, the worst eyes I've ever seen on a character in my life. She was rough. Like, horrendous. She was rough. Uh, we have uh, Henry Fossel. Ah, uh, Fossel. Doctor uh, Fossel. Doctor Fossel. Um, who it's actually spelled F O S S E L. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's so what this like, this episode was titled. It was like fossil remains or fossils remains. Yeah. Yeah, fossil remains. And fossil it was spelled remains. like his name. Right. So because this it's is funny. Because cause jokes. Because jokes. So, <laughs> they they uh and then there's a there's something that we'll talk about which is called uh, a skeleton that Doctor Fossil has called yes. the Pickford Man. Yes. All right. Let's um, hop into which this. Which is interesting. To yeah. Let's get into this. Man, there. Are, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know where to begin with this. Well, I, I mean, literally right from the get-go, I thought this was going to be an origin story, but the first thing you dropped into is Warren and Johnny the Ghost just playing the Saints Go Marching In in the trumpets. And then I'm like, well, that's all right. It's crazy. Let's go with that. And then Tracy just busts in asking about the Book of Spells. Now, that's my introduction to this show. So after oh, yeah. the theme song and this, I'm just like, this could go anywhere at this point. I, so, I was actually very excited because I thought, holy crap, if they're just going to drop us into the middle of this. Yeah. I mean, they... As we mentioned, they explained all the setup that you need to understand this show at the beginning in the theme song, and that's fine. And you got all that you need to know about Johnny the Ghost. Johnny the Ghost. Johnny the Ghost. And so they're really, to jump into something like this, I was like, okay, cool. This could pick up some velocity. Let's see where this goes. And I think, yeah, this was my first introduction to knowing that the the adults in this show were going to be completely worthless. I think the mom, I think the mom was the first introduction to that. Right, so we get this. We get this mom who, uh, the the spell book's been taken. Right, the kids don't and know they where can't it find is. it. Right, <clears throat> turns out, uh, mom is down at some some yard sale, selling a, a bunch of sales. She's putting together, yeah, yeah. So she's trying to get rid of and offload all the the useless crap. Which turns out, none of it really seems like it's useless. It seems like she just took all of her kids' toys and books, yeah. and was like, and made a I'm gonna sell this. <laughs> I'm gonna try to profit off of this. Uh, maybe buy that. Maybe buy that nice Billy kid some non jaundiced skin. You know, <laughs> God, that's how skin works. Uh, yeah, that's how skin works. How <laughs> often do you raise money in the neighborhood buying new skin for a child? Our audience members are shaking their heads. I can see. Moving on. So, All right. so 
So we've got we've got money in the skin jar, and then the <laughs> so the mom is like, yeah, I'm selling your I'm selling your toy plane, I'm selling this, I'm selling that. Eventually, it turns out that she sold it to quote like some weird white haired man who seemed really interested. You're like, okay, and then she's like, oh, he's right over there. He's just slowly, creepily walking away from the house in like a really janky motion because they used Houdini software. Yeah. I can't wait till they're sponsors of the show. <laughs> I really thought. Ooh. I can't wait. I really thought for the first period of time when we're seeing this old mm-hmm. man walk away, maybe, maybe this is like a villain that we don't really know about. Right. Maybe this is, uh, this is somebody in this show that's going to cause mischief and mayhem. And now the book has clearly fallen right. into the Or like it's hands. Gorgel in disguise, or it's one of his minions, or, Holy like crap. It, or like it's a guy who you've seen before, maybe in a different episode, and you're like, oh, it's him, he's got it, and the mom doesn't know because she's dumb. No, just some dude. And this very easily could have been like a, was it, again, we're talking about DreamWorks. Didn't they do uh, Troll Hunter? Yeah, DreamWorks Animation. Yeah. That's on Netflix. There could have been a fun parallel where somebody in a museum suddenly possesses like cool powers and stuff. Like, wow, you just like really reacted and shook like, holy crap, I I just realized this. Well, no, I'm excited because Troll Hunter season one DVD is available on November 7th. Oh, man. Guys, if you haven't watched that show, it's great. We could talk about this. We could talk about we'll Troll revisit, Hunters. Yeah, we should. Every, everything I'll talk about will just be about Troll Hunters. Uh, season two should be coming <laughs> uh, fairly soon because the writers said that nice. that, see, that DVD release kind of heralds the arrival of season two. So it should be soon. Yep. Awesome. So, uh, you know, it turns out if you have, Dave, so, let me ask you this question. If you jaundice. have a okay. book of yours, no, we're not, okay. we're not jaundiced yet. If you have a, a, okay. a book that has been sold to another man and you see him walking away and he mm-hmm. gets on a bus. How would you, how would you make sure that you could get catch up to him in order to, I don't know, bargain or sure. plead for uh, that question. Back? Do I have the ability to sneeze and turn into a hulking monster? Hundred percent. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to have a ghost rub dirt in my nose, I think so I can sneeze first. <laughs> then I'm just going to lumber after it with a grin. And we're going to hold that bus by its bumper until it stops. But then I'm going to hop on top of it so nobody can see me except that one kid who can always see me. And he's got the jaundice. Is that a good plan? Oh, boy. It sounds yeah, like a that's really a great plan. I'll, I'll be honest with you. The surprising moment from that entire transaction of stopping the yep. bus, getting on the bus, was that uh, when you, Tracy runs up yep. to the front of the bus... It's yeah. her dad who's driving like, the bus. <laughs> was, how small is this town? Everything that has happened was She's within like, a block of your house. Everything. It, and they make some comment just like, oh, hey, Tracy, what's going on? Oh, hey, dad. Nice, uh, nice work stopping the bus. He's like, yeah. Uh, can, I, can I get what? on the bus now? Like, he's like, I got to go check the brakes. Don't worry about it. Brakes are fine. No, that bus came yeah, to a screeching to halt. Your transmission is boned. <laughs> like, that is gone. Your transmission is flat out gone. <laughs> but, you know, at the same time, then it spins around. And this was even more surprising where he wanted to charge her for getting on the bus. He's like, do you happen to have your uh, student ID? And she's like, I always have it on me. And like, but her wrist at this point has like, has like, has janked back behind her head in some weird way. I'm just like, how? Mm-hmm. this show left me asking the question how do hands how do bones work, work? <laughs> if if the show had been directed work? by cronenberg it would have made more sense 
It's like, ah, the body horror. Now I understand why people's bones just randomly snap. Their collarbones stick out at random angles. Oh, boy. I do like... Would have made made more more sense. sense. I do like that Warren is just in monster form, just chilling on top of the bus and just like just catching a ride on top of the bus as they scoot towards the, the museum. It's funny that no one else in this town notices that there's a giant, like, eight-foot-tall, bright blue monster, like, surfing on top of this bus as it goes into the city. The only person who sees it is Billy, and that clues him into, like, this whole chase that he's going to go on for the rest of the episode. But other than that, nobody sees it. Nobody really seems to care, so I don't know. Where do they end up? Where, where's, where's all this action so they get taking to the, place? They get yeah. to this museum. Uh, they, they see uh, this guy, this mysterious gentleman older gentleman with a book, he walks into a certain part of the, the museum. At the same time, uh, Billy, who we've mentioned, you know, is kind of in yep, hot pursuit. I think pursuit. he's on his bike at this point? Yeah. Right, he yeah. catches up to them. They thought that they blew him away in Dad's bus. Turns out Dad's a real That's conservative right. Especially driver. Especially that busted transmission. Because, yeah, because of mainly that busted transmission. And uh, presumably just the shocks yeah, and, and struts just like are just pulled out of yeah. that shit. <laughs> so they catch up obviously uh we still have our monster by mistake in full monster form the second time correct yeah he hasn't sneezed the second time so they they run up to the door and this is like one of those things where i believe he, he sneezes does i think the ghost again. literally just throws dirt in his face again this happens multiple times where johnny's just like you need to I, sneeze and just just throws dust in his face <laughs> or like cracks I, pepper i over couldn't him tell if it was I could, yeah, I could not tell if it was dirt or if he just like, if he just sort of like in a, like some type of like a, like, yeah, like a Naruto, he just like, <laughs> it just blows black he just, pepper. He's got, like coarse he's got ground his, hat, black his pepper. Guy, his trumpet and a, a pepper grinder at all times. <laughs> just yeah, a just pepper mill, just to make this kid sneeze. He's like one of those guys at the Olive Garden. He's like uh, fresh ground when. pepper. And you're like, you're like, yes, please. I would just, I want to, I'm like, wanna, you'll be, you will be here all be day, here all sir. Day. I'm never going to tell you to stop. I love pepper. So Too let's good. talk about the um, lock picking ghost at this point. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've kind of mentioned. We you, did, you, but this is, this is, you had kind yeah. of previously talked. So this is talked, where it happens. Yeah. The kids basically come up to this locked door. Billy is in hot pursuit. The old man's inside with the book. They need to get through the locked door to the museum. I don't know why this museum is closed on this particular day, but whatever. So. I think it was an. I think it was a employee. That makes access sense. Let's door. go with that. Um, essentially, yeah. rather than the ghost being like, you know, if this here's the thing, the tone of this show. I have no idea who this is for. It's it's for younger kids, but it's not a moral lesson. It's not life lessons. It's not teaching them history or math or it's not teaching them anything. At this point, the ghost could have been like, maybe we should go in through the front door, like take them through the proper channels or whatever. Nah, he's just like locked door. I got this. He goes invisible, coils up within the lock, and springs the mechanism, and the kids now break into the museum. And they lock Billy. I think they lock Billy outside. Yeah. Yeah, they do. So, they're inside this building now. They, they clearly need to figure out where to go. They set up a, a joke or something that gets called back very early on. Yeah, with, uh, with the whole line of, of, about, like, yeah. mummies. And they, they say something about, you know, how Johnny the Ghost sticks his head in the yes. sarcophagus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it makes the it makes the 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 comment. It goes, "You are too close to the exhibit." Uh, you know, it, it's sort of like a, a security right. mechanism that they have in place to deter patrons from touching right. the exhibits. They make some quip that's in here uh, about uh, how mummies are really just dead people wrapped in sheets, 
Johnny's just like, oh, could have been any any person that I was hanging He's out like, with sounds recently. Sounds like a party like, I went to just... last week. It's like that's yep. You're just like, well, all I right. guess he gets out of the house, but what a weird thing to be telling the kids yeah. about, I guess. Warren, I can tell you I some stories said... that'll curl even your greasy hair. <laughs> it would have been better if they would have just said something to the extent of, "Mummy, don't you mean that great franchise with Brandon Fraser that then Tom Cruise screwed up?" And I would have been like, "That's it. You nailed it. Time you did traveling, it. time Thank traveling you. Canadian cartoons, plus one, where The Rock came in and then played the Scorpion King at some point." I would have been like, "Yeah, you." I told you, you nailed it. You got it 100%. If you 100%. want to turn this into an oral history of the Mummy franchise, I'm here for that, and we can start right now. In 1933, <laughs> Universal Pictures. <laughs> there's, there's another Mummy joke. We really don't no, want to really talk don't. about this There's show, another Mummy joke, wow. though. Um, oh, man. It's not really a joke. It's more just like this kid <laughs> needs psychological evaluation. There's a moment. So the kids are in the uh, exhibit with all the mummies. They, I think, see that the, the old man is like, he has the book and he's off in his office, but they get interrupted by the teacher, Ms. Gish. And she's like, oh, the kids are here. She's like, you're here, you're at the museum. I love that you're so interested in history and would you like to come with me and I'll give you a tour of the exhibit. And then uh, I think Tracy says like, uh, Warren really just wants to spend more time with mummies, with the mummies, like stay here, I'll go with you. But Warren wants to stay with the mummies. Warren's like, yeah, I like dead things. Yeah. <laughs> he says that and then Miss Gish is just like, "Oh, what a what a smart young man who loves history." I was just like, "That's not the appropriate response, Miss Gish. Like you need to yeah, you need to cool this kid out or like get him some evaluation cuz something ain't right. That ain't right." I like dead things. If that and and the moment that was like right after where Warren was just like, has anybody noticed that there's a lot of pets that have gone missing in this small town? I would have been like, "Oh, oh Warren." Geez. That Come explains on. his diet as the monster, though. Now we're somebody with the dots. like tripped and fell right on their face at some point, and he was like, "I wish I knew how to respond to you. I don't have empathy." And you're Let like, "Let me just oh, sneeze, Jesus. turn into a monster, and eat your cat." Come, come on, <laughs> so okay, so eventually it doesn't take them very long before we finally meet up with whoever is in possession of their book. Turns out his name is Doctor Henry Fossil, as uh, Sean mentioned earlier. Sean also mentioned earlier Pickford Man. So what's up with Pickford Man? This large skeleton that he has, which looks kind of like the, the cross between Cro-Magnum like, and I don't a Sasquatch. Know, the skeletal version of the monster that Warren transforms into is about the same size and shape. Yeah. And whatever. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah. it has a lot of the same qualities that uh, Warren's monster has. I thought so. they were going to do something cool with the mythology there. I thought they were going to like, I thought they were going to tie it into the magic and, and be like Pickford Man is from this like the Fenrath or whatever and tie now. They just Scooby-Doo this whole thing. They had every opportunity yeah. to make something that was really, really interesting and creative and kind of furthered the whole idea of, of everything that we've watched up to this point. And instead, they had an unbelievably long transactional tell me, dialogue. Tell me that more about Dr. Fossil, minutes. because what is this character? He, uh, th there are so many things that he does and doesn't do that make me think he's a super creeper. And I hate that the kids are just like, well, he's an adult, so just do what he says. Ugh, terrible message. He's super obsessed with bones. Ugh. He's super irritating and annoying and will not give these children their book back because he wants to use it. Uh, he basically screws up everything for the rest of the episode in multiple ways. And then we'll talk about what he kind of does uh, at the end that makes him even more of a creepo. So essentially he starts reading from this book, right? 
But when he does, the kids are outside because he like kicks them out of the office. He won't give them their book back. But Tracy still has the gem with her. She still has that crystal. So the crystal starts glowing. So that's how they know that a spell is being read and activated. Well, by the time they get back to uh, the office, Dr. Fossil has basically already cast this spell. And lo and behold, the skeleton of Pickford Man comes to life with glowing red eyes and just goes on a tear throughout the museum. I don't know what the point was. I don't know what he was after. He was just Scooby-Dooing throughout this place. I, yeah, that's it, all it was. It, it, that's a hundred percent what it was. Was was just a. It sets up a long chase, and this is this is somewhere. Yeah. you know, probably about halfway through the episode where this Pickman, uh, this Pickford man comes alive. The rest of this and episode like, is chasing uh, Warren going back and forth between uh, uh, between monster form and regular Warren form. There's some cool. You set this up already, so there is a gag with the security system. So. Because Billy is now being um, monitored by Miss Gish. She's kind of caught Billy snooping around the museum, and she takes him aside instead. So he is with her the entire time. But they eventually almost catch Warren in monster form, and this sets up your joke that you had to call back to. Sure. So they have Warren in monster form. He's kind of posing like right, a, a, helmet on. a Roman statue and with a, yeah, with a, with a helmet on. And so he, uh, looking very regal, but obviously does not look like he belongs in a museum because he doesn't look like anything else that's in there. Again, just Play-Doh blue fondant body not working out for anybody. It, it's, it, it's obscure. So they, they're I sitting love, there, did you, everything's did you going the, on. Did you catch the explanation for why he's just like a blue furred statue when everything else is like a marble, like a white marble Roman statue? Did you catch the explanation? She uh, said what, something. What was their like, justification? She's supposed to be like this history expert, this historian, and she... I don't remember oh, the exact words, but she said ahead. something like, oh, the color of the sea or the sky or something. And I was just like, she said sea, no, right? She, yeah, for she some, said like, sea, some Roman, uh, for some oh, reason. she said like uh, yeah. the Roman uh, or like the, the legend of somebody, Jason and the Argonauts or whatever. Like and Jason and like, the Argonauts? The fuck kind of explanation is that? Like there's, it's a monster standing in front of you. Like you, you are She is reaching. on some crack or something. I don't and know so, what her deal is on that museum crack. We've got Miss Gish who's trying to Correct. come up with every reasonable explanation yes. to justify her existence in this episode, she's a witch. which is unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, that would have so been fun. Like, that would have been was cool. A witch. Uh, sure, it would have been. That would have been so much fun. So they they go through this where all of a yep. sudden Billy tries to get really close to Warren. We have Johnny the Ghost who's standing behind or like back behind him and is like, "Please step away from the you know from the display. Like you are that, too that close." That was cute. That was a cute like, little to the exhibit. Like Please that. step away. That was a fun, that was a fun little gag that they had that was set up in there. To which, to which, all of a sudden, then Warren jumps well, off so, so and Johnny, like runs Johnny away, up and the, so he's there disappeared. Was a bust that was next to him because that gag didn't work. Nobody walked away from the because Billy didn't buy it. So Warren, or, uh, Johnny the Ghost, <laughs> he picks up this bust of a statue and just like starts floating it in the air. So Billy's looking at it and he's like, "Oh my God, what is going on?" And Miss Gish and her endless optimism slash being a witch is like, "Oh no, it's just like a really highly act." highly interactive exhibit and we have to touch it like a like a roman yeah legend or something i'm like boy you are crazy she, she says the word she says the interactive phrase, game interactive like ghosts game. floating us like 60 it's something pound bust over your head <laughs> not a game like you presumably you presumably yeah. work at this museum when did somebody install game? an interactive Who game that you one of those, don't know uh, about you call them with the claw machines where a ghost drops a 50-pound <laughs> bust arms? on your head. It's a terrible game. 
Yikes. But that, like you said, Very that gave weird. that gave Warren uh, a chance to skidoo, and he just dodges out of there. Right. So of Warren course. jumps into a closet after this. We get Johnny the Sean's Ghost. Sean's going to tell you I about say, Johnny I the Ghost. can't say his name with that. Uh, so Johnny the Ghost is in there. So Billy now thinks that he's got everybody cornered. So he slams the door. He slams the door on them, and he's like, I gotcha. Yeah. At this point, there is this really fun scene that I actually really did enjoy. This is maybe one of the, like, the only scene that I really was just like, oh, this is really enjoyable. Where right. you've got, they're in the closet, oh, so, and so, it's just the eyes. Yeah, you can only see Warren's which, eyes as a monster, again, because and Johnny's eyes as a ghost, yeah. Right. And because you can't see the rest of the actual character uh, that's in there, you don't really understand how wonky and messed up their eyes right. are in comparison to the rest of their body. You're just like, oh, oh these are finally, big, fun yeah. eyes that are in a black area. Yeah. Cool. I like this. To which, to which Warren says some comment like, you know, Johnny, you can stop holding my hand, which at that point I was like, this is going to go after dark. <laughs> turns out Johnny's not so good. Yeah. But it turns out, nope. Turns out it's the Pickford man, and in this yeah. in this darkness, you see the red eyes kind of come down. Red. Everybody busts out of the closet at this point. Uh, there's like a small, there's just like a, a, a pushing like a back and forth. Because Pickford man's a little bigger than Warren, but it's essentially just like two monsters pushing each other back and forth for a while until I think Warren gets the book from him. He gets the book of spells. This whole was our, the well, I think Pickford he grabs the book first because he throws off. it to uh, Tracy. Tracy's been working with Dr. Fossil this entire time to try to get him to say, apparently to say the spell again, even though he doesn't have the book. Pickford Man took off with the book originally. She's trying to get Fossil to say the spell again right. so she can say some sort of catchphrase like brickle brackle, whatever. And she was like, when you say that, it reverses a spell that you just cast. <laughs> whatever. Brickin' brickin'. Brickin' uh, brickin' back. Breaking, breaking bad. So... <laughs> Jesus. Breaking bad. So she's trying to get Fossil <laughs> to say the spell, but he can't remember it because he only read it that one time in a book. Meanwhile, this tape recorder is sitting on his desk the entire time. But don't worry, he'll eventually come to that conclusion. Maybe he should use that. So in the meantime, Warren is wrestling with Pickford Man. This is crazy. He throws him the book of spells and he's still wrestling. <laughs> At some point, she gets the book. I don't know if she gets the book back to him or not, but Warren hits like a patch of like drywall and like drywall dust makes him sneeze. This is where the turbo teen thing comes yeah. in. Because it's just like, oops, I fell in a bucket of hot water. I dropped a pizza slice on my lap. It's like they, they come up with all these stupid ways for Warren to sneeze and one of them is backing into plaster, apparently. So now he's a kid again. <laughs> now he's a kid going up against this giant skeletal right. Pickford man. And the only way to stop him is to say this spell and like to end everything. So what happens? Right, so uh, as we've mentioned, Dr. Fossil remembers what the spell is because right. of the recorder now, that he has I, that's in front I of him. Thought, uh, sorry, tra- I thought he's... they had to say the spell okay. backwards to undo it. Because that's like a oh, magic no. trick, they just right? Have to, they just have to say this. Yeah. Sure, that's 100%. But in this case, the lore or the mythology that they created is you just yeah. say the same spell yeah. with the jewel that's, in, that's, that's nearby, and then you, you ever say, breaking say bad, like, Parker. Like afterwards, yep. yeah, you say you yep. say Breaking Bad after the yep. spell, and it reverses it. So, kind of an interesting thing because then Doctor Fossil asks, which was a great question because it was the same question I had. Yeah, why did you say Breaking Bad? And Tracy, She's like, it's an Tracy response that'll be on the saying, air in roughly thirteen years. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why else would I say Breaking Bad? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's essentially okay so it's essentially like i don't know where they introduced this but it's essentially a catch a catchphrase or something that reverses the spell that you previously cast now here's what i don't get if they maybe they don't know the spell that turned warren in that cursed warren to begin with maybe they don't know that spell yet so they can't just say that spell again say breaking yeah. bad and then reverse it something else has to be missing <laughs> but they know that she can say bric-a-brac or whatever and it'll reverse the spell because Pickford Man, they say it, and Pickford Man just falls apart. Right. His, his arms off and his bones all fall apart, but whatever. So eight-year-old Warren is holding this giant forearm and, and yeah. hand that's attached to it. And somebody makes the comment, like, it, this is the, I mean, this is worth the end of the episode. And this, this thing has just flown by because it is, it is, as Dave has aptly mentioned, they Scooby-Doo the hell out of this. There is nothing but transactional scenes where somebody's like, you sold my book. Where is my book? It's probably, I'd like my book back. That's my fighter jet. I sold the book to that man. Let's go find that man. Let's jankily walk. Just, and you're just like, oh of, my yeah, God. A lot of trade a, discussion, it, which all the kids love. All kids love trade discussion. And then Fossil yeah. at this point, like he, he took the book from the kids. Yes, granted, he purchased it legally or whatever. He's a dick about not giving it or selling it back to the kids. He then unleashed a holy terror in the museum. He barely did anything to put the situation right. He's still being a dick to the kids. And then he finally says, like, all right, you can have the book back, but, like, under this condition. Actually, hold on, I need to back up, because at one point when Tracy was talking to him, she pulls the gem out of her backpack and says, this goes with the book of spells, and that's how magic is made. Like, that's what sets the magic off. And he's like, oh, you should probably give me that gem. And you would think that Tracy would be like, fuck off, like you stole my book from me and now you want the gem to go with it after you've already unleashed all this havoc. No, she's like, yeah, I guess that sounds like a good idea. You can hold on to it for a second. Like who, why would you do that? So anyway, that's all way too trusting way Tracy. Way too trusting Tracy. That's what we call her. And then by the end of the episode, he's like, yep. all right, I mean, you did kind of save the day and I did kind of screw everything up. I don't think he ever saw Warren as the monster, by the way. Um, because if he did, he probably would have like murdered him on the spot and skinned him alive for his bones. That would that would have gotten a little dark. Uh, but then, yeah. So he gives her back the book, and that's when she looks up at him and says, "Thank you." And her eyes blink out of sequence a number of times. <laughs> but I kind of blacked out for the rest of the episode from that. But like, there's that, and then he gives him the book back, but says, "Hey, you know, I'm real good at languages and stuff. So like, if you want, I can check it out from time to time." she's like, yeah, sure, that sounds great. This guy has done absolutely nothing to earn any kind of, like, rights or way into their story whatsoever. So I don't know why they decided, like, yeah, totally cool, this guy can stick around in the future. But I don't know. Oh, do you remember his joke that he ends on? It's like the last moment of the show? Oh, uh, they they don't make Uh, bones like they used to. (laughs) And there's even a horn that's like... It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Anything else in the final moments of this show? Uh, no. <laughs> Just nothing at all. <laughs> Definitively no. Nope. Yeah, so I, oh boy, I got nothing. I got nothing else from the show. Well, guess Yay, what? it's the end, it's of, the the end of the month, too, which means anything. no more Canadian cartoons. Oh, oh boy. yeah. All right, well, we certainly have opinions, bro. But, uh, of course, the internet has some other opinions, which are no better, no worse than what we currently have about this show. <laughs> to help us with these love it or hate it reviews, we're going to throw it over to Bobby Anthem, our friend and listener. Bobby, take it away. Great, smiley face. 10 out of 10 stars. 
Author Elena Rue, September 9th, 2006. I'm 14 and I like this show because of the way they do their animation. It has a different plot than a lot of other kids shows and I definitely recommend watching it. I don't usually watch shows like this, but I really find it interesting the way everything comes together. I read that it takes over two months to make one show and I think that it would be really hard to create something such as animation. It seems like they kind of slowed down in the third season though. The animation gets a little weird and even though it's still really interesting, it's not as fun to watch as the first two seasons. I still think the overall idea of the show is pretty cool and definitely worth watching. Hardly the best of Canadian animation. Two out of ten stars. Author St. Canard 5 from Canada. April 11th, 2010. I remember this show running feverishly on YTV from 1998 to 2006, and when I watched it, I never enjoyed a whole episode. The problems are everywhere. The plots are predictable and formulaic, the characters are poorly designed and uninteresting, and the animation looks like it was made in the mid-90s despite the show running into 2006. One of the episodes involved a thief who was in the Patterson house, and the kid's aunt was in love with him. And the episode ended with a three-minute-long chase scene. Plus, the antics of the monster are irritating to most people who watch it, and only some children under the age of 10 are capable of truly enjoying it. I myself found it literally unbearable when I was in fourth grade, as did many of the kids my age. I appreciate the show's effort to jumpstart Canadian computer animation, but Monster by Mistake was a painful experience. Fantastic. I could not have said it better myself. I literally can't, which is why we have Bobby do them Damn. for us. Uh, <laughs> all right, buddy. As for That's us. so good. Monster by Mistake, do you recommend it? If not, does it get the dip, which means it's erased from all existence and all time? Oh, man. I, the challenge that I have for this is that I'd actually, I wouldn't mind going back and reading the source material books for this to kind of check out how <laughs> jankily they made this show. Because I, I really feel that the, the idea behind this is I want to know if like the original decent. books had like the exact same design and just random like eye blinks and like Ugh. wrist breaks and the animators were just like we can do better but if if you just want this I guess <laughs> it's fine and the, and the guy who wrote yeah. it was like no you need to stick to the source material and but at the same time he's in the room getting upset about it with like a weirdly janky wrist and just like unbelievably blinking eye. we're doing this as we're saying it and something. it hurts I my body I pulled something in my chin it's so uncomfortable do, but... God. golly next time you see me i'll be in a chin brace <laughs> uh so I, i'm gonna say this it's an interesting idea for the show yeah. it's just it's flawed execution right it's not a show that I would watch, nor do I plan on watching this. So I am not going to recommend this show, but I'm also not going to give it the dip. I think we're on the same page again. Uh, I can't recommend it other than just saying, like, check it out just to see how wonky things can get up north. Because this thing is wonked all over the place. Um, <laughs> it's, it's fun to just check it out. And even if you just watch the theme song and laugh at Johnny the Ghost, uh, I think you'll be happy. <laughs> 
But there's nothing, there's nothing of a substance in these shows. Like, the, what did we learn from the end of this episode? Like, the I kids mean, didn't learn anything. Breaking into a museum is a cool and easy thing to do. Use your ghost to break into a museum. Totally fine. Uh, wreak havoc. Uh, apparently, museums are interactive, and they'll <laughs> wing busts at your head. Uh, I don't know. Breaking, just... breaking Bad reverses magic spells. Yeah, that's important. That's good to know. Um, but honestly, like, there wasn't any... There's no moral to the story. There's no PSA. There's no lesson learned. There's no even, like, give me a math lesson. Give me a history lesson. They didn't even... They had that set up, but they didn't do anything with it. So to your point, I'd like to see if those uh, children's stories had points or if they were just for like entertainment purposes, which if so, that's fine. But I can't really recommend this show. But at the same time, it's not offensive. It's not. It's just kind of there, man. I don't think it really necessitates being scrubbed from existence. So I'm not going to give it the dip. But it's also not a recommend. It's just kind of there. It really fell right in the sweet spot. Yeah of there's very little humor in this God, show i'm sorry whatsoever. i just had i scrolled down and i had a couple images of the kids faces and i just uh, recoiled <laughs> for a moment almost as if almost as if up. they're daring me to dip these monstrosities <laughs> but i'm not gonna do it i mean look if we criticized every single show that we watch for uh animation or for the for the cgi problems that sometimes people have uh again I think we threw this out there last week or maybe two weeks ago. You have made a cartoon and that's fine. Right. You know, you've, you've created something. It's a lesson learned. And again, you need these things in order to have some type of a cartoon barometer where you're like, this is bad execution. Right. It's an interesting story. That's just poorly executed on, but at least now, you know, and hopefully these people have gone on to make monsters by mistake too, or maybe like, monsters by mistake plural oh, oh shit tracy getting shit. in on the monster action <laughs> she's gonna i mean she's screwing around with that book and she has no idea what they means inevitably that's going to happen yeah that is dangerously irresponsible Ugh. there's but Ugh. there's a lot of fun to have that's the thing it's like i think that's they made a, I, a ton of these books um they made a ton of these episodes believe it or not there's like 52 yeah. episodes um yeah, there, there's something there, just not the one we watched tonight. And unfortunately, that's what we judge it on. So there it is. <laughs> uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts for Canadian Cartoon Month? This is a little rough. Um, a little rough. You know, I, I, think, I think if we are going to venture north again, mm-hmm. uh, there are some other shows that I'm interested in kind of. And there are definitely some shows that I'm interested in watching that are from Canada. Yeah. I think it's just being very selective. I think Code Lyoko. Is was it? from Canada, I believe. Interesting. I, maybe. Canadian listeners out there or, or fans of Canadian cartoons, wherever you may live, uh, if you have favorites, suggest them to us. We've probably watched a fair number of them, but suggest them anyway. We'll let you know and we'll put on the list for next time. And guess what? As a favor to Sean, I won't subject him to the worst things that I can find next time. We'll actually let Sean pick some <laughs> shows for once. <laughs> Oh, oh no, these, came, these, these were a good mix of listener recommendations True. and things that we found, and things that we also remember, too, yeah. which I'm fine with that. Dude, you know, and these... as, as soon as Monster by Mistake showed up, and it was months and months and months ago that this originally showed up from uh, uh, Andrew, um, the first time I saw that, I was like, we 100% have to watch this thing. I don't know what it is, but it is a horrifying, so we got to watch it. So thankfully, that's rem- done. It, it, I, I will list. say this. Don't fall into the trap that we fell into, which is you watch the theme song and you're like, it can't get worse. It does, and it will. Always. But the it, theme song it rarely will, gets the theme better. Song than the theme song will hook you in though. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It really does. Yeah. Jeez. 
Uh, that's it. We're closing the book on Canada Month and Monster by Mistake. Uh, so sad. Sorry, uh. Johnny the Ghost. <laughs> See you next time, buddy. <laughs> Hi, pal. What do you got coming up for the listeners out there to check out? Uh, guys, as always, I do live improv comedy in Washington, D.C. with a group that is called Knox. That's N-O-X exclamation point. Uh, we perform with Washington Improv Theater. You can check out Tickets and Times, witdc.org, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Sean Paul Ellis. If you've seen any of my Instagrams lately, I apologize for the fact that I have tiny little baby hands and everything. Was it just like <laughs> grammatical problems? Nope. It was a thing that I did oh, you're little- to be to be a joke and i got those little finger toppers that were the tiny little hands oh and I, weird and i and i just went crazy with them so oh, boy. Oops. well i'll be checking that out before going to sleep nightmare yep. land see you in your nightmares it's gonna be nothing but tiny hand sean and johnny the ghost <laughs> great dreams for me you can hear all Dave, about my doing? dreams on twitter at dr MD. you can also <laughs> find me on collider.com nerdist.com and dave if you want to find out more about this here show, head on over to our Patreon page. We'd love it if you did. Patreon.com slash Saturday Morning Cartoons. Remember, it's morning with a U. You can also check us out on our website, SaturdayMorningCartoons.com. Uh, find us on Twitter, at MorningTunes. Take a look at Sean's tiny-handed handiwork uh, on our Instagram page. Keep the conversation going on Facebook. And listen to our free audio podcast each and every week through YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. As always, drop us a line, SaturdayMorningCartoons at gmail.com. Guess what, buddy? October's right around the corner. And if you want to know what we've got coming up, it's probably going to be spooky. Yeah. Spooky cartoons. Here we come, man. Spooky tunes. Can't get time. You can't get any worse than Grooving Ghoulies. Oh, and God. I say that knowing full well that we're probably going to find something this month that is worse than Grooving Ghoulies. And we've got five on the docket, right? Because we've actually uh, got five Mondays in October. Yeah, we've got is five right? Mondays in October. So we are going to be exhausted. Extra spooky. I will say extra this. Extra spooky. Extra spooky from the Dever. So we can't <laughs> tell you exactly what cartoons we're going to be watching uh, unless you sign up to our Patreon account. Then you get a newsletter each and every month that tells you exactly what we're going to be covering so you can keep an eye and an ear out. However, I will tell you that this month, October, has some other cool uh, reveals. Voltron is going to be coming back to Netflix for its season four. Crap four? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Star Wars Rebels is going to be coming back to Disney XD for its uh, fourth and final season. And we may just happen to have some special giveaways for our listeners out there. So keep an eye on our social media pages, which you can again find if you go to SaturdayMorningCartoons.com. And we may just have a giveaway for you guys coming up in the next couple of weeks. So keep an eye and an ear out for that as well. But until next time, stay spoopy. Spoopy. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. See you in October. I'm going to tell you about Johnny the Ghost. Shutting it down right now. Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out.